Hi, welcome to Art's Way Out, a platform to engage the artist community to talk about what it means to be an artist. I am Eileen, the host of Art's Way Out. I'm going to be asking questions and doing interviews with artists in the local Greensboro area as we dive deeper into what it means to be an artist and what that looks like and why we are so passionate about what we do. So thank you guys for tuning in. I hope that you guys enjoy these funny but also serious videos of people that you probably run into from a day to day. Some of these students are from UNCG, um, Winston-Salem, students, freelance artists. So we have a pool of so many talented people from so many different walks of life. And just to see and get some insight into what they do and why they do it is a conversation that I wanted to start and a dialogue that I think is important to have. So thank you guys again for watching and I hope you enjoy this episode. Tonight I had um, picked up those brushes that she gave me and I had painted. It was like a sun and a moon with a sad face that was on his music video. And um, I just put all of my feeling into that painting. That was my very first time that I had made an actual piece of art on canvas. Hi you guys, welcome back to Art's Way Out and channel to support community artists in the local area. And today we have an artist from Winston-Salem, Talisama. Hey y'all. So glad that you can be here. Um, and let's get into it. So give us a little introduction about yourself. Um, I'm Talisama, I'm 20 years old. Uh, I was born on March 31st. I rap and I do art. I've been rapping and doing art for three years now. Um, born and raised in Winston-Salem. My family is from Rochester, New York, and Arizona. I'm the only person that was born here in Winston, so I still haven't gotten to see those places yet. Mm. And um, rapping and art is really my passion. Awesome, awesome. So, um, I like to also start with how we met as artists, just because it's funny how we run into each other. Mm. So, if you remember, you can tell like your side of the perspective. And, uh, um, the event for the Red Dog Art Gallery, what was that, February 7th? Mm -hmm. It was early, yeah, earlier this year. Since the corona thing started, it's, it feels like the whole year is flew by. Right. But we had an event at the Red Dog Art Gallery to come, like, show everyone our art or whatever. And um, I came up there with my little mask on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, I met this man named Shabaka James. He was telling everybody about my art and, like, introducing me to people. And he said that he knew somebody that was my age that he wanted to introduce me to. And then I met Eileen. I walked past her like three times, though, <laughs> but I didn't know that she was like there as an artist. Same. So that's how we um, that's how we met. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was one of the first times. Yeah, that was my first time having my art in a gallery. For real, mine yeah, too. Yeah, so I came in and she had the mask. I'm gonna put a picture somewhere in this video of us. But she had this amazing mask and the outfit. I was just like, yes, ma'am. She looked so good. And I was like, that's so cool. Um, and then, yeah, he ended, I didn't even know his name, honestly. But yeah, he in, in, <laughs> ended up introducing us. I think my dad introduced me to him and then he introduced us. And okay. um, he was saying that you were also the same age. And it was just cool. Cause I was like, there wasn't a lot of artists at that reception anyway, that was our age. Yeah. Um, we were probably the youngest there who had our stuff out. The next interview question is how you got started with art and what that journey was like for you. Um, okay, 
in our little previous phone conversation, I mm-hmm. told you a little bit about how I was struggling in high school and I was just going through a lot of like emotional inner turmoil. Mm-hmm. And in my alone time one day, like I just kind of started drawing. I was always that kid that would draw in the back of the classroom, kind of be like vibing out. Mm-hmm. But once I started um, painting, that was kind of like my therapy. Mm-hmm. And that helped me express myself in a more positive way. And it helped me a lot through the problems that I was dealing with. And then over time, after paying, I started rapping. And um, that helped me reach a lot of people and it made me a lot of new friends. Because I think that the stuff I was rapping about, it related to a lot of things that people my age and people even older mm-hmm. are going through. Everybody goes through pain. You know, music, it's like a universal language. Right, right. So, yeah. Um, and I knew that you were an artist, but I didn't realize you rapped until you posted that video. And I'm going to put a link to that video um, below, too, because she, you, you, it speaks for itself. Just watch <laughs> it. Just watch it. Because I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> pretty much. Um, yeah. Very talented. And the wordplay was just, and you said that you oh, just, you. yeah, you just started. Yeah. But my whole family is like straight musicians and artists. Mm-hmm. Everybody either raps or like sings or paints in my family. So it's in my blood. Mm-hmm. Creative so, energy. Mm-hmm. Next question. So, how did you develop your style? Because you said you started in 2017, correct? To really get in. Yeah. Were you like painting style? Yeah, either one. And just like your style in general. It's very distinct. I like it. Thank like, you. We, like, it's just like, you know that that's tally. Like, just by, the, <laughs> by your aesthetic and everything. Yeah, I like that word, aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Um, I developed my style, you know, for the longest when I was like in school around other people, I think it's very hard for young people to find their own identity when mm-hmm. they go to school because you're surrounded by a bunch of people that are listening to the same music on the radio. They're doing the same stuff, going to the same parties. You know, everybody's kind of just following behind each other. So mm-hmm. if you're different or you have a different taste in music or you want to do anything that's outside of that you're kind of looked at as like weird Mm -hmm. so for the longest I feel like I was kind of pretending to be something that I wasn't so that I could stay with that little in crowd of people Mm -hmm. and then you know over time you just mature and you start realizing everything is not for everybody and that's really where developing my own style came into play like I just started kind of dressing the way that I feel like it's me. Mm-hmm. Everybody has their own distinct style, but you kind of push that up underneath the rug so that you can fit in with other people. Yeah. And I stopped trying to fit in so hard. And it's crazy, like it sounds weird, but once I stopped trying so hard to fit in with other people's style, mm-hmm. that's when I started fitting in, if right. that makes sense. Yeah, and finding your own place in that. And I had a conversation with this guy, this artist dude I met in Charlotte. Um, And he told me that, like, you're not a real artist. You don't become a real artist until you find your own style. Mm. And when I first started painting, I was kind of just, like, doing my own copy version of a painting that I would see, like, you know, on a wall or on the Internet or something. And over time, I started painting what I felt and telling a story with my art. And that's kind of where my style came into play. Wow. And the same thing with rap, too. Yeah. That's that's 
very elaborate answer first and foremost like that's a very great answer i really couldn't say it better myself but that's that's facts i think that you finding your individual taste will sh first of all differentiate you from other artists um mm. and kind of just stepping out to be your own self so that is very yes yeah because you know you're copying everybody else that's how you don't end up standing out mm -hmm. god made us all different for a reason and when you're trying so hard to follow behind everyone else that's mm -hmm. just gonna make you kind of basic you know right so yeah yeah and i can definitely relate like in the for younger audiences that are watching right now as well feeling like you have to go or like mold yourself to be similar to the crowd that you're around mm. just like you know that adolescence of wanting to fit in but also it's okay to be individual and be different mm. um but yeah okay next question <laughs> <laughs> um so when it comes to your custom work um what is your favorite thing about designing stuff for other people and do you put your own style or what's kind of the process that you go through when you're making commission pieces um i've been very lucky to have customers that they kind of know going back to my own style kind of mm -hmm. thing they kind of know that not to ask me to do something like I want this exact picture that I saw on the internet. Like, mm -hmm. they want me to do something, but, you know, they'll usually tell me, go ahead and add your own style to it and freestyle on it. So, the first time that you had an experience with art, what was that like, and what was your process like? Um, so, the very first time that I did art and actually started painting was, um, I was with my, my big cousin, and she gave me a bunch of, like, random painting material she gave me like an old canvas and dirty paint brushes I was just kind of like what am I supposed to do with this so I didn't use it for a long time and um you know this song by Kid Cudi this day and night I was just kind of like when I was going through stuff in school I was really like relating to that song at the time about how he was talking about how he's just like a loner mm -hmm. and he stays awake all night thinking about it so one night I had um, picked up those brushes that she gave me and I had painted, it was like a sun and a moon with a sad face that was on his music video. And um, I just put all of my feeling into that painting. That was my very first time that I had made an actual piece of art on canvas. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna put an image of that as well. And um, so how old were you when you made that? I had to be in like the sixth grade. Yeah, I wanna say it was sixth grade. <laughs> so what are some projects that you got that you have going on right now that you would like the audience to know about any custom work any projects with music but I, I do have a lot of things in works with the music right now I'm recording some songs I got some uh, some more raps coming up and as far as my art I'm just I'm customizing shoes um, I started customizing jackets now um, Oh yeah, that was another thing that I do, like mm -hmm. bandana jackets and bandana jeans. Oh, okay. I really like the bandana look, so um, I started making those. So um, that's what that's really what I'm doing with the art right now. Mm -hmm. Still putting my emotions into my paintings and just trying to tell a story with it mm -hmm. and spark some inspiration in people. All right. What so, are some reoccurring stories that you tell through your art, like reoccurring themes? Reoccurring themes. I have this, my persona is me being a geisha, mm -hmm. and that is a reoccurring theme in my art because geishas, 
are like the um, epitome of beauty and pain mm -hmm. all at the same time. They, they live through a lot of pain and they live through a lot of isolation. They don't really fool with anyone outside of their realm. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely a reoccurring theme in my art. And um, another reoccurring theme in my art is like dragons or demons. Mm -hmm. And it's like me killing them or like me painting my persona mm -hmm. or a geisha killing them or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like telling the message of me overcoming my fears and like conquering my demons. That was actually the last painting I had in the art gallery um. that me and her met at. Yeah, where where it had like the slash right here. Now that one was hurtful words. Oh, that was okay. my first one. Okay. And that's that's another like reoccurring theme too, like the um that certain things can never be unsaid. Mm. I don't really believe the whole sticks and stones, words can never hurt me thing. I don't believe that to be true because words can be very powerful. But yeah, that's what hurtful words was about. That words can cut very deep and they leave scars. Mm -hmm. They leave scars just as if you were like fighting someone physically. If you put your hands on somebody or got into a physical fight, it would leave a bruise that's gonna heal over time. But words like that, that lasts. Mm -hmm. That lasts a very long time. And it takes a very long time to heal from them too. Um, and then as for, cause you spoke a little bit about your experiences and how your art affects other people. Do mm -hmm. you have like a favorite memory or an event where somebody really got a lot from your art? Um, what was that like? I think that I'm gonna have to take it back to the hurtful words. No, but no. hurtful words seemed like that resonated with a lot of my followers and just a lot of people in real life. It was like just by looking at it, they already knew mm -hmm. what it meant. They understood the story and the pain behind it. Hey you guys, so we had some technical difficulties in our last location and yeah, if you're wondering why there was a change of scene where we had to move real quick. Um, but yeah, go back into what you were saying. Yeah, so I feel like everyone kind of automatically understood what the meaning of that painting was when they saw it. And um, I think everyone could relate to it because everyone has had uh, a situation that they've been in where some hurtful words were thrown. And I feel like that painting is so important, the message behind it, that um, when you say certain things, it just can't be unsaid. I feel like the way that you respond to someone that you're friends with or close with or whatever, mm -hmm. when you're arguing, what you choose to say in that moment really shows how you feel about a person. If we get into it and like you just start unloading some low blows on that person, then you really didn't like them mm -hmm. to begin with. I don't think so. And um, the last question I'd like to ask all the artists is what is something that you would say to your younger self? Um, Tally in sixth grade, so when you first started making art, what would you say to her? Uh, um, I struggled a lot in the sixth grade. I struggled a lot through my whole entire school experience. And I think that what I would say to my younger self is, you have so much talent that you haven't discovered yet, and you're letting people tear you down and make you unconfident in your talent. You know, because you have to realize that you're different than everyone else. And you're not always gonna see eye to eye with other people or like doing the things that they like. But that doesn't mean that you should give up and quit your dream, you know. Um, I definitely tell my younger self to 
stop trying so hard to fit in with people because once you find yourself and you just start being your yourself around people, that's when you're gonna fit in. If that makes sense. Yeah. That's when you're gonna start to fit in. But yeah, I think that that's what I tell my young self. Mm-hmm. And to not skip school. <laughs> Don't do that. All right. <laughs> so thank you so much for coming on and Tally, whoever's watching, who relates to um this artist right here, amazing artist. Um, we see you and we want to encourage you. So um, thank you guys for watching. Um, and we will see you in the next interview. Thank you again for being on the channel. Thank you for having me. No problem. And we'll see you guys. Bye. Peace.